Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Hey, it's the Fernhill Familiars here to talk about some journal prompts that you can use. And you might even find that they're useful for taro, also known as tarot. I find that journal prompts in general are suitable for discussions with your subconscious, but if you have trouble gaining access to your subconscious or your quick mind, um, then you might find that tarot, its symbolism either visually on the card or upon researching the meaning in a book or on the internet, uh, helps you tap into things that are related to that which the card suggests. Or, of course, I'm a big fan of just writing. If you feel silly, then write that you feel silly. If you think you have nothing to say, but one word comes to mind, write it down. It doesn't need context to resonate. And even if that word doesn't ultimately carry value to you, you may find that it's worthwhile you will find that it's worthwhile to sit with any given word that might come to mind and think about what that word means to you, how that word has been used at different times in your life. Look up the etymology, not just the definition, but the history of the word. And The more that we know the history of the language that we speak, the more we have the ability to put the power of words into our own hands. I strongly believe that language is magical, regardless of, you know, if that's a metaphor. Um, It carries so much value with little weight, physically. (laughs) So, journaling, tarot, other forms of introspective other forms of introspection as opportunity to sit with yourself, to tune in to your voice. Knowing yourself better can be seen as a form of spiritual inquiry for those who feel comfortable with that wording. I prefer that we are the universe, multiverse, existence, experiencing itself with our, with our bodies and their limitations. Lately, I've been realizing yet more layers of certain myths I tell myself about who I am or what I like. Opening up to truth means for me acknowledging that while things may have worked to some extent in the past, I myself have changed, and those old habits might have helped me in the past, might have helped me survive, but they may keep me from thriving in my current conditions. I have a trigger warning here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit on the subject of disordered eating, but I'm not going to get into it too much. Lately, I've been next level learning to let go of lingering feelings of scarcity around food and the feelings of control I have in the past derived from having not only a strict diet for ethical reasons or for the sake of my general chemical sensitivities, food allergies, but also the control derived from a tight food budget. I am learning that eating well and eating cheap 
do not go together if I also want to eat enough. The X value of what I've spent with pride, a small number on food in the past, my monthly food budget in the past, uh, needs to really be updated um, with my updated understandings of what my body needs and as well the rising food prices. I can no longer spend that X amount per month and feel well. This is a developing perspective on one very core ongoing aspect of my life because I eat multiple times a day. I kind of, I eat a lot actually. Um, and I, I drink beverages that nourish me as well. I have a particular turmeric tea that I like that also has black pepper and ginger in it. And together they help each other absorb into the bloodstream better and have an overall anti-inflammatory effect as well as being delicious. So by opening up to, you know, limiting beliefs on something that pops up often every day, I am getting better at asking myself questions in a way that I feel safe enough to respond with further curiosity. Previously, I have struggled with physically deserving to exist. I would judge my feelings and actions from the imagined perspectives of others who I felt had more right to live, quote unquote. These other people seem to have things figured out well enough in some way. Of course, the older anyone gets, the more you realize, hopefully, (laughs) no one really has life completely figured out. Maybe a person can become very good at projecting a social mask that is convincing, but truly, (laughs) we all have pain areas, if only from time to time, and I come back to the key of life being grace. Grace to have the kindness towards ourselves, whose every fault we seem to see. Grace for accepting how our unique qualities that may have caused undesired attention in the past have helped us become who we are now. Grace to make room and hold space for curiosity about life, about others, the unseen parts of existence that reside outward or within ourselves and others, or simply in the mechanics of physical reality through science. Grace again to willingly ask ourselves questions whose answers may not feel great to know. While everything will be alright, it doesn't always feel that way, and that's okay. Here are a few journaling prompts that you can also use as tarot questions to get that extra nudge toward what might be on your mind. I think that with tarot, it's very interesting how obvious the answers I get from my research through various means, whether through books or through the internet or through the intuition of looking at a card and unpacking each symbol that is shown in the drawing and what that could mean, loosening up, loosening up letting go of being right or wrong, and using this as a tool to dig in. I find that 
the answers are obvious, but it is in the obviousness, it is in the congruity and synchronicity of tangential experiences being brought to the surface on top of our thought, right there in front of our minds, that spending time with these things that might otherwise come up and disappear, come up, stress us out and disappear, come up at inopportune times, not explicitly great for dealing with, and then goes away. But we can better unpack these things with tools like tarot or free journaling. So here are some questions to consider for conversation with your deepest self, who surely has some answers to help you in your day-to-day mortal affairs. Question one. Who am I afraid of not becoming? In other words, what qualities do I most want to exhibit as a human? How do I want to be? Question two. If I could focus all my energy just to eliminate one fear I have, what fear would I choose to resolve? Question three. How might tomorrow play out if I had no fear and instead just had curiosity with my everyday regular existence and my everyday regular self? Remember to return to the simple pleasure of deep breathing. If things feel too big or too much, return to the shelter of the present moment. Feel your body from your breath in and out. Scanning from your toes up to your belly and on up to your scalp. Stretch metaphorically or literally into your discomforts and embrace that which feels true. The work you do to know yourself benefits the collective. Thank you for participating in this gentle reflection. With grace, curiosity, and radical kindness. Goodbye. Do, 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 do.